0: Welcome, Headbangers. I am Gomthog, and you are listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. We're back with another metal artist interview for your listening pleasure and to increase your knowledge and fandom. This episode, we are pleased to bring you an interview from another Canadian metal band, this time going all the way out west to British Columbia to talk with Brittany Slay, vocalist for Unleash the Archers. Britney spoke recently with my podcast partner, Brian, and she had much to share about herself, her band, and the music they play. But before we get to that, a reminder that all our podcast interviews and debate can be streamed or downloaded on SoundCloud.com. Plus, we have selected podcast episodes and excerpts available on our YouTube channel. Just search for The Great Metal Debate on either site to get access to all the content. Also, be sure to get updates, additional information, and join in on the debate by liking The Great Metal Debate on Facebook. So here it is, Brian's interview with Unleash the Archers singer, Brittany Slade.
1: Alright, welcome Great Metal Debate fans. Tonight we have a very special guest with us. We have Miss Brittany Slade of Unleash the Archers fame. Brittany's the vocalist for the incredible Canadian metal band. Brittany, welcome to the Great Metal Debate podcast. Very cool of you to join us.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Well, man, great. Listen, I can very honestly say, Brittany, that I am a huge fan of uh, Unleash the Archers. I'm I, uh, Canadian metal is a new discovery for me, and you are, and your band are one of the... Uh, One of the finer discoveries of that uh, genre.
2: Well, thank you very much.
1: I always like to start out with this question. I haven't met too many metalheads who, in one form or another, haven't experienced what I'm going to ask you about. For me, it was the first time I heard Back in Black at 120 decibels. Do you have a moment, Brittany, uh, an avalanche of epiphany, uh, sort of a Grinch that stole the metal heart uh, moment? You figured out that, uh, you know, this was your muse. Uh, This was the kind of music you're going to listen to and talk about and make for the rest of your life.
2: I do actually. Um I was driving in uh, a friend of mine's truck and there was uh-huh. four of us squished in on <laughs> the bench seat and it was it wasn't exactly like a gigantic, you know, F350 or anything. So um <laughs> and he put on Iron Maiden and I was just like, "What is this? Oh my god, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard." And he's like are you kidding? This is Iron Maiden. And it was uh, best of the beast. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so it was uh, like a little taste of everything sort of, um, from early in their career. And I, I immediately fell in love. I mean, I listened to metal my whole life. I, you know, I started right. when I was very young, uh, my brother sort of brought me into the throngs of the metal world, with Pantera right. and White Zombie and Tool and, you know, all, a lot of those sort of 90s metal bands. But right. this was like completely different. And I never I didn't even realize that it, that existed. And I'd always heard of Iron Maiden. I was 16 sure. at the time and I always heard of them, but I never actually <laughs> had ever listened yeah. to them. And I was just like, oh, my God, the total epiphany moment for sure. And then I um, he gave me the CD. And so he's just like, well, you can have it. And I was like, awesome. And, and then I um, got the rest, like pretty much their entire discography and I sort of just grew from there.
1: Yeah. That's a great band to have your moment with. You know, I've had other artists say the same thing about Iron Maiden and I could actually hear some Iron Maiden elements in your music, but we will talk about that in a minute. Um, (laughs) Let me along those lines, Brittany, um, why don't you give us a brief overview of your journey to becoming the lead singer for Unleash the Archers? Kind of, Where's your start, and I, and I hate to be cliche, but I think influences are important to the story. So if you could kind of throw some of those into
2: absolutely no problem. Um, so I went to university in Victoria, which is the capital of our the province that I live in in right. British Columbia, and met my boyfriend there. And he was the drummer in a band at the time. Um, see, with uh, some friends that he had met in just in the city. They didn't actually go to Uvic, but Uh and um and so i went to a bunch of their shows as you know number one fan and loved their music and you know listened to them jam down in the basement of the house that we all lived in together you know every night and and i and i loved it and i really loved going to their shows and and after a while i was kind of like well like i love metal i could totally do this Uh and i mean and i of all, always of course would be an Iron Maiden fan so I was a big fan of Brucey and I knew how right. awesome he is on stage and how like what a right. wild and talented and entertaining frontman he is and uh-huh. so I sort of was like well let's you know let's give something a try so when Unleashed the Archers finally came together we found a guitar player and a bass player on uh, Live Vic which is a website for musicians in town and uh, we started jamming it out together at uh, um, the yeah. old Esquimalt jam spaces and um, it took us a while to really sort of find our sound because we all loved different kinds of metal. Um, right. You know, we had sort of like an older, new metal influence in some aspects and then huh. also like a melodic death influence and Scott really loved deathcore. I mean, like we were both listening to a lot of As I Lay Dying and, um, right. and um, basically my only real sort of clean vocal influences at the time were like um Rob Halford, Danzig, uh, Brucey of course, um a lot of the uh-huh. classic Dio, I'd listened to a lot of Dio and oh, yeah. so um they were really my first influences. It wasn't until I started really growing into like the the more I guess you could say a more traditional well a new turn on power vocals from right. like Angra or Lost Horizon. Um, that's when I really started to come into my own and and, and understand what I wanted to be as a vocalist. and right, yeah. And, I mean, so we, we sort of braided as like wicked scream, so of course we wanted to include that. So for a long time there, we were kind of like a melodic death metal band that was mixing in some core elements and um, just, you know, didn't really have like a, a direction with our sound. We weren't sure what on what we wanted to be but i think now we've toured so much and we've been on you know we've been together for so long and we've had some member changes but the spirit of uta is always the same and i really think we've sort of found exactly what we're going for now and i mean like there's so many bands out there that i that i listen to that influence me um like i'm getting into soil work these days and oh yeah yeah and um you know, there's a whole bunch there. I mean, they're just, it's never ending. You know, you're always trying to find yeah. new music. So, right. um yeah, basically. Well,
1: theres I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's certainly a lot to, to pick from out there. Oh, you know, those influences.
2: Absolutely.
1: You know, and that answer is great because it leads me right into my next question. I am always amazed how several people can sit down with all these different ideas and a song comes out of it. And I'm sure there are differences, but yet you walk away with a song, sometimes a great song, like da- uh, Daughters of Winterstone, which is what we let in with. Uh, what's the process like for Unleash the Archers? What's what's your role in the writing? Uh, is there ever contention, that sort of thing?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, we all, um, we all have a, a say. We all
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, write our own parts, and we all sort of um, have a... a an influence on where the song goes and you know, where, how the song will end up, um, flowing. So of course there's some parts where it's like, Oh man, this part is amazing. And someone else is like, no, it doesn't fit. It doesn't <laughs> flow. Right. Or right. can we just change it? Or does it have to be in three, four, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. um, there's a lot of points where we, uh, are discussing the arrangement of, you know, something, you know, a riff or whatever. And, right. um, I mean there's been parts where we've worked on a song for weeks even you know months and just all of us been like you know what this is not right and we've just thrown it out or we <laughs> we we call it putting it in the bag o riffs um because we just like okay well you know there's some good stuff in there but it's not right so we'll come back to it so yeah usually like um it'll be brayden or grant and now um if we've got andrew instead of brayden so they'll come to us with um like us like a riff that's like hey i was jamming out on this like what do you guys think of this and then we'll grow from there or they'll say like i've got a whole song written and we'll say oh this is awesome this part sucks take this out let move this <laughs> yeah. extend that or whatever and and sort of we'll just we'll all just take it from there
1: kind of have to have thick skin at times right oh
2: god yes
1: so, um, do you ever have to just take one for the team and sing it anyway kind of thing?
2: Yeah, we all sort of have points where we're just like, really, you don't like that? Like, <laughs> oh man, and you just sort of, yeah, you go with the, we we like to think of ourselves as, as a democracy, <laughs> so three votes wins. Um, <laughs> I mean, it does, yeah, you really have to have sometimes an ego check, and sometimes, um if you let stuff fester like you don't say you know like oh man it's really been bugging me these last like however long you know the way you do that part and Mm -hmm. you're just gonna let it like stick inside you and grow into this horrible thing where next thing you know you just really like hate this person you don't even know why and it's just because you didn't communicate or just tell them that one thing that really bugged you and being in a right. band, I think it's really important that you, you know, as much as it hurts and as much as seeing the look on the person's face when you're like, you're playing that wrong or whatever, it's, you got to do yeah. it.
1: Now, your new pre-production track, Dream Crusher, it's an amazing piece of music. You guys are close to recording that album. How goes that writing and recording process for, for the new album?
2: Um, Thank you. Um, We're really proud of that song. It sort of ended up being longer than we had originally meant, but... When it comes to writing, you just don't question stuff sometimes. Right. Um, yeah. But we uh, we're pretty much almost done. We're getting um, vocals done this month. I was supposed to go in last month, but um, I got really sick. Like, I got a super bad cold right when I was supposed yeah. to go in there. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll hold off because we want to get it right. And performing when you're sick is bad enough live, let alone, you know. Yeah not going to go in the studio then so so we're going to get that done this april for that and then hopefully mix it and master it and um not too sure when we'll do that it's like just a matter of booking it sure and then uh i think we're looking at an october release right now
1: okay cool cool so so not too far in the future there that's great i'm sure fans i know i'm waiting for it
2: um yeah we were hoping that it was going to be Earlier, we really wanted it to be um, actually like a late spring, early summer release, but things mm-hmm. just sort of kept happening, and um, yeah. we had a huge member, you know, lineup change in the beginning right, of the yeah. year, and so we were sort of like, okay, we need to, you know, we need to find ourselves again a little bit here, and right. So, but it's coming <laughs> for sure.
1: Well, cool, excellent. It sounds like it's coming well too. Yeah, and, you know, I'm and glad it's you're so better. exciting.
2: It's like just so much fun. All of it, like Dream Crusher, we're all really. Um, emotionally invested in this album because it's we're sort of like just putting it all out there lyrically right. and we're, we're playing our best and we're we didn't compromise on anything there if there was a song that we were like no not right we started right all, all over again from scratch we yeah. really took our time wow. so
1: well that's great mm-hmm. and you can always tell when a, when a band has a lot invested in an album it comes out and in the music
2: so mm-hmm.
1: a, excellent job although i kind of like for you to sing you know when you're had a cold it, you know hawk and spit it's good for metal music i think sometimes.
2: <laughs> it's a little difficult to hit those high notes when you got phlegm all over <laughs> <the place. laughs> yeah.
1: although it looks very cool <laughs> all right Brittany. uh this question has kind of a two-pronged attack what do you love about being in a band and what could you do without
2: wow being in a band just in general is awesome the, i think the best part is playing live for sure I mean the energy and how much fun it is when you're up there and it's like the best 40 minutes of the day, um, like forever, always (laughs) (laughs) when you're on, when you're on tour, it just, I mean, sometimes you're only you know, like a 45 minute set and it just makes that gigantic eight hour drive and you know, the horrible sleep on, on the floor of the van or whatever, totally worthwhile, like absolutely. Um, definitely doing it for, for the live show um, something that I could handle not having to deal with probably the actual yeah I don't know the <laughs> the drives can be pretty horrendous if sure, we could yeah. just teleport all of our gear to all of the shows I think that would be awesome
1: <laughs> well that would be awesome <laughs> well, well, well let, me, let me take you to the second part of the question maybe I can uh, you know, what's it like Uh, being a female in a lifestyle that's traditionally overrun with men are you the uh are you the warrior princess a dignified emissary of metal or can you make obscene body noises with the best of
2: them well that is uh you know maybe i'll leave that for another time little little tmi
1: come on (laughs) that makes great interview stuff
2: (laughs) but no it's definitely um yeah i mean my favorite is whenever you know we get people that are a little bit a little more closed minded or, um, when we're playing with other you know, b- bands that have female members and we get the old, yeah, you're great for a girl line. Uh-huh. And it's just like, Oh yeah. really? Come on. I thought we were past this. You know, it's, yeah. it doesn't, your sex doesn't matter if you love metal. I always say metal is as metal does. I know that's really stupid, but yeah. it's straight out of Forrest Gump. Um, because it doesn't matter who you are or, or what you are. It, metal i think is all uniting it's and we all work hard and we all do our best and so yeah. it sometimes yeah i mean there are comments on youtube and people that get invited to events that are just like ew female fronted, gross not even gonna listen yeah. kind of stuff you know and you just gotta ignore that crap and The best part is when you show up and they're like, what, there's a chick singer, this is so lame, and then they're, like, standing in the back with their arms crossed, like, total elitist assholes, and then you just rip their faces (laughs) off. And they're like, oh, sorry about that, you know, (laughs) because... Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, you know, I don't know. The, but well, that is you've... actually you know it's starting to wane i don't see it nearly as much anymore and i think mm-hmm. um those types that are just a little more closed-minded on the subject are starting to realize that you know it, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do or where you come from you could play wicked mm-hmm. metal and and there's also the the fact that just don't listen to it if you don't like it and keep your mouth shut but you know that's <laughs> oh, a little more yeah. difficult with the internet <laughs>
1: sure yeah <laughs> Brittany, I, I'm not sure of the technical term for what I'm about to ask, but, but you guys, you seem to harmonize with your sound. You have those offset vocals and riffs that add to your style. Do you, do you write for that sound on purpose, or is it a natural flow?
2: You mean like my vocals or like combined with the, the ground? Well, it's kind of a
1: combination. You have sort of a minor offset in your, in your notes, and it, it makes for a very unique sound. You know, you can call it what you want and compare, you know, you can answer that either way you want, actually.
2: Well, I think, um, personally, just like as, you know, as a person, I am Mm -hmm. a little bit darker and I tend to go for definitely darker progressions. And, Uh um, I mean, we had this one song where the chorus was so like bright and happy. And I was Uh like, and I said to the boys, um, both Grant and Andrew, who are, were together in archon legion before and they had a lot of fun fast you know ripping choruses back in the day and i was like you know i think i need your your guys help on this one because i just want to sing about darkness and death and destruction and <laughs> right. it wouldn't really fit this one so i do tend to go for a darker sound um... but that being said also the screams i think really help with that mm-hmm. as well um, and I don't know if it's maybe the drop D thing because because we play in drop d it also might right um I'm not too sure about that side of thing though no, my theory is just horrendous so <laughs> well,
1: well, whatever it is, it's a great sound it's a unique sound for you you know it's it's not the same old same old song, but it's a unique sound that's very identifiable with uh unleash the archers one of one of the reasons I'm a big fan of that of the band. you guys do an excellent job of pulling that off
0: thank you um.
1: Is is there something you haven't done vocally or artistically that you want to do?
2: I wish I could scream. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. actually um I did end up writing a lot of the screams on this album just because lyrically I I had a, a it was a very focused idea of yeah. what I wanted to say and so a lot of times it was like okay this is this is what you're going to scream and right. I wish like the parts I just I love them so much I wish that I could do them. But sure. I mean, I've tried and I've spoken with so many other screamers and, um, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> had like little mini lessons after shows and stuff like just trying <laughs> to figure it out. And I just right. I don't know. I guess I've just been singing for too long. I can't get my voice to do it. It's really frustrating. <laughs> but I guess it's for a reason, right?
1: Right. Well, you don't want to rip anything because we like the voice that you got right now.
2: So. <laughs> no, yeah, That would be horrible. <laughs>
1: Okay, now Britney metal. Uh, I like to say it's reemerged in the past few years. My partner Gomthog hates when I say that, but but it's reemerged with so many different genres and styles: death metal, melodic death metal, thrash metal, power metal, operatic and symphonic, black metal, pink and polka dot metal. You you name your category. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is being put in the right category important to you and the guys?
2: No, I no. honestly I-, I can't stand those genres, subgenres, stuff anymore. I mean, okay. and I know that they are, they are out there and they exist because there are so many different types of metal, um, right. and so you know there's some folks that just are black metal fans through and through, and they won't listen to it if it's something other than black metal. So it's important that these sort of exist so that you understand. Okay, yeah, you know, you know they like black metal. That's you know that's great, and I know exactly what what they listen to, but mm-hmm. um, I'm the the point where people try and just sort of put in this put us in this little genre box is kind of frustrating sometimes because right. Right. it's like well so we have a screamer who cares and we have a power metal vocalist who cares and we like to do you know breakdowns who cares let's just play let's just play metal that's what we're here for and we really love it and we all have our own sort of writing style and the music that we all love comes out in our music and mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. that that it's a little bit of a mix of genres. And if you try and put us into one little corner, someone that otherwise maybe would have listened to us won't. Is it? oh, I don't listen to melodic death metal or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't listen to symphonic metal. I'm not going to give it a try. So if it's just, you know, it's it's plain old heavy metal and give it a listen. I mean, everybody loves Maiden, right? I would say they're a really good example of just metal so right i don't
1: know <laughs> no, no that's a that is a great answer i want to tell gomfog he has to listen to this uh well part of our podcast is the debate between he and i he has to categorize everything and i categorize nothing it, you know it's mm-hmm. it goes by a gut feeling so you just scored one for me Thank you very <laughs> much. all right Brittany, let's uh do something called the lightning round i like to call it it's just simple one or two word or sentence answers to strange off the wall questions if you don't mind oh that sounds um, awesome Oh, well, we'll see. Don't judge it yet.
2: <laughs> I'm not very quick thinking right now. Have to...
1: <laughs> well, they, hey, that's all right. All right. Uh, who's singing do you love?
2: Bruce and Danzig, I guess.
1: Bruce and Danzig. Are you a hockey fan? And if so, who's your favorite team?
2: Uh, not really. I am a bandwagon right. jumper for sure. <laughs> when the Canucks <laughs> are winning, I'll, I'll watch a game or two.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, hobbies outside of metal?
2: Reading, video games, and movies.
1: What, what do you read?
2: Um, sci-fi, fantasy, and I'm just getting into, um, I guess, I don't know if they're called comic books anymore, graphic novels.
1: <laughs> graphic novels, yeah. yeah. You ever read any Frank Herbert Dune?
2: Oh, yeah, I read the whole thing. and I. Oh, I love it. I Well, the first six, and then I've got Sisterhood of Dune on my, my shelf there. I really loved the Bene Gesserit in that whole series, so. Oh, but. so that's why I'm like, okay, I'll read that one, too. <laughs> Man,
1: you just went up a notch on my respect ladder. I love Frank Kirby; he's my favorite. Yeah, he's awesome. All right, are ghosts real? No. How do you get up for a show if you're feeling blah?
2: <sighs> this is horrible. I drink like a rock star punched fruit punch flavor.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you had me till you said fruit punch. That's a <laughs> that's a little less rock and a little more jazz, but better that's than, okay. Better that's... than
2: the pink lemonade flavor that they have. That's, hey, uh, that's it's the one your that world;
1: like. we're just living in it. So. <laughs> All right, if you had uh, very few shout-outs left in life, who would you give them to?
2: Very few shout-outs?
1: Yeah, just, hey, love ya.
2: (gasps) That's, I don't know. (laughs) Probably all my girls from high school that I grew up with and my grandpa.
1: Very cool. (laughs) Simple enough. And uh, I could probably answer this for you, but your favorite metal band? You can't say yourself?
2: Oh God, that would be horrendous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Lost horizon right now, I suppose.
1: Uh, Brittany, is there anything that you've ever wanted an interviewer to ask you, but they haven't?
2: I guess um, some, like some things, um, like the meaning of a song, like where, why did I write that kind of thing, like where did that song come from? It seems, you know, to I would yeah. love to hear what an interviewer that what that song means to them you know i think you're singing about this what did you write Mm -hmm. about kind of thing um and i just say that because one time someone came up to me and said you know i love that song destroyer it really Mm -hmm. helped me and my brother through a really hard time in our lives and i was like really because that is you know it's about more deep when he (laughs) when he starts
0: totally
2: just ripping his own world apart and and um sort of just bringing dune and everyone to its knees i was like that and that yeah. really, that helped you through a hard time in life i was like that's awesome <laughs> totally unexpected and i just love hearing about um when my music can is interpreted in a special way for someone and then you know because because i you know the way that i write a song could be uh-huh. very different from the way that someone hears it so sure
1: yeah okay Brittany. my next question So what does uh, General of the Dark Army mean? Can you explain that song to me a little bit? that's one of my favorites for you guys.
2: Um, It's a a part of the Demons of the Asteroids album is is a concept album. It's a big long story about this guy who finds a sword um, on like a long abandoned planet and it takes him over and it's sort of like this super evil sword and it propels him through his life um, with, you know, doing its will, the sword's will. And, um, and when he had found this sword, he had already made a deal with this guy to, that he would work for him, that he would take a job. He's kind of like a mercenary. And this guy is uh, the general of the dark army. And so that song is basically just his introduction. This is the guy that our protagonist is about to strike a deal with. And he's, he's a total badass and he's really not the greatest person to you know shake hands with and (laughs) (laughs) sign a contract for so basically (laughs) that song is just talking about this guy and I really envisioned um I don't know if you've ever seen Willow but General General Kale from Willow is like who I was picturing for this guy only the thing is that he's like thousands and thousands of years old and He's really not a human anymore, and he's just sort of right. taken over the universe one solar system at a time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, very D.O.-esque, I think. Um, l- let me ask you this, Brady. Have you at any point in your life played Dungeons & Dragons?
2: No, but I've, a lot of people tell me I should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you definitely have the mindset for it. I, I ask because an amazing amount of people that I've interviewed have played Dungeons & Dragons. So, uh, no, that's, uh, that's a very cool. I love the concept, and I love the concept album. All right, Brittany, why don't you uh, tell us what's up and coming with Unleash the Archers? Maybe your album you talked about, Wacken Metal Battle, or anything new or old you want to talk about.
2: Yeah, we're actually just in the middle of the Wacken Metal Battle, which is um, a worldwide thing for any mm-hmm. country. They can, as long as a promoter is willing to take it on, they uh-huh. can have this metal battle where um, you pick one representative to, you know, for your country to, to fly uh-huh. to Wacken. And play in the metal battle there at the festival, in Germany. Excellent. And so the the the, the day before Vulkan actually opens, when all the real bands play, is um, yeah. is when the metal battle happens, and it's on a big stage in its own little tent and everything. And um, and basically any country that participates, I mean, like last year they had Japan and Sweden and France and Brazil, and they all had. I think there was seventy, seventy. Entrance and then mm, I can't remember if all of the countries actually made it though because you had yeah. to pay your own way last year. Oh wow! Um, but our buddies Crimson Shadows from Toronto won yeah. for Canada and flew over there and played and actually won the whole thing. And awesome, so they got um, the whole bunch of deals with you know, like drumsticks and guitar right. picks and. Um, guitars. I think one of them got a deal with Ibanez out of it and all this sort of uh-huh. stuff. And um, and they actually just signed with Napalm because of it. I think it, it was really great uh-huh. exposure for them. And so cool. when they started it this year, we were like, yeah, let's give it a try. And so we're in the Vancouver semifinal on May 3rd, and I guess we'll just see what happens from there.
1: Yeah, well good luck with that. You guys have already won a round or two, right? And now you're... Uh...
2: Yeah, we won the the qualifier round.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, good luck with that. You guys are very deserving. Thank you. Now, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you, Brittany. Just smack me when you want to do that. No,
2: it's no problem. Uh,
1: where, where can fans get merchandise and music for the band?
2: Um, Probably, if you like digital, the best is Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, so, band, I think it's unleashedyarchers.bandcamp.com or something like that. And then, right. um, if you like physicals, you can get it actually from our webpage, unleash and um those will ship right from my hands to yours so okay. uh we don't have too much on there in the way of merch we got all our albums and everything on there and we're just sort of waiting to replenish our t-shirt supply right now we're kind of spending all of our money on studio time so sure we don't have any t-shirts up there really except for one design um but hopefully we'll have that ready to go we're planning on hitting the road in support of the record in october so we'll definitely have like slowly be filling the the war chest filled with you know, good stuff to buy patches and all that hoodies and all that sort of stuff. So
1: Man, I, I hope you guys can make it to the States sometime. We really want to catch a show. We're
2: working uh, on it, trust me. <laughs> That's actually all right. we're um we're trying to, to book that right now and so any any promoters that wanna have us come out to their town, they should just give us a shout.
1: Very cool. Uh, close to here, you should try the Diamond Pub in Louisville, Kentucky. That's a great venue. They have a lot of good bands come through there.
2: All right, we'll give it a shot.
1: Yeah. Well, listen. I want to thank Brittany Slays of Unleash the Archers for being with us tonight, and uh, thank you, Brittany.
2: Thank you, Brian.
1: All right. I want to thank our listeners for listening. I want to encourage you to keep listening because on our next session, uh, Gomthug and I will very likely debate, argue, and may even fist fight. Uh, About any and all things mental. Till then, let's just keep banging it out.